Thunder Media. Welcome back to Inside Motorsport. Tony Whitlock, I'm here at Hampton Downs. It's the uh, last day of the New Zealand Grand Prix. And I'm with Mark Pilcher, a man I, we met, uh, M2 Motorsport in 2020. Mark, yep, you're yep. back again with another six cars and six drivers all wanting to earn their credentials. Yeah, a bit unexpected really. You know, we didn't know how things were going to pan out post the border blockage in New Zealand. So yep. we've been sitting around for two years. Yep. It's come back stronger than we thought, and the signs for next year are, are already uh, encouraging. Just on that sort of note, because you've been at uh, the pre previous three rounds, how have the crowds been at, at the other places you've been? Oh, the first weekend was okay. Yep. But the following two were really just um, club days, really. Oh, okay. In, in level of crowd, it was they were there for the for this championship to get to miles. Yeah, well, judging by the car park, it looks as though this one's going to be a sellout. So oh, week. this one will be massive. Yeah. I mean, the, the feature race here is important for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. indeed. Um, it, it's a wonderful series. I mean, it's been renamed. Um, it doesn't roll off the tongue quite as easily, but it's something does, that doesn't have any real impact at all, does it, for you, in terms of the name change? No, nah, nah, I mean, they could have thought a bit better about the name, for sure. Yeah, OK. But, um, but the, the, it, it's now got a bigger incentive for young drivers because of the super points, the way in which that's been done. Yep, it's Formula Regional Championship now. There's uh, about three others in the world. So the, the envelope of the cars is very similar to many other championships. It carries 18 super licence points, yep. which for the right kid is... Um, is gold. Yeah, yeah. You've run a number of kids who are now in Formula One, the Yuki Tsunoda or, or Lando Norris, um, um, Lance Stroll. Yeah, Stroll. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's right. And they're all early, obviously, in their careers, but the, it's a, a polishing couple of years here, or a year or so here, but, you know, in a short space of time, so many kilometres, 3,000 kilometres in a month, it's a dramatic change from their normal uh, racing year, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's the intensity of what happens here and the learning. They're in the cars four days a week yeah. and they're in the office five days a week, you know. Yeah. Um, um, this year's competition looks as close as it's ever been um, with no real standout sort of person yet. You know, it seems as though no one's dominating it. Um, Caleb's yesterday win from pole position obviously was, was you know, some, some of the others, Charlie and, and Callum Hedge, they've done that at times, but no one then has walked away from the pack. No, the driving level is actually higher than what people would perceive it from Europe. Um, it's, it is competitive. There's no runaway leader. I mean, Charlie did well there for a couple of weeks, but starting to stumble now. And it's all just a part of the learning for them. Yeah, yeah. Callum and Charlie are focused only on the championship so what happens this afternoon is not a big deal for them yeah, yeah. okay yeah they're, they're points gatherers uh, for the championship yeah it's, it's yeah. about next week for them yeah yeah, yeah. for yeah. charlie about super license points and prep for is, for is there any dramatic difference i mean i, I noticed charlie talking about the uh, no sorry louis foster talking about the, the tracks new zealand tracks versus europe and america's how different they are here and how he has to work as a driver so hard 
for a, because they're tight, small tracks. You can't just glide around, sort of thing. No, you have to be mistake-free. Yeah. This is what makes it a benefit. You know, the Norrises and the Strolls and all that that come here. They go off the track in, in, in Europe and it's just tarmac. There's a painted line. Yeah. Here the car's destroyed. So they have to be mistake-free every run and that's why they improve so fast. I, I remember when, when I was here in that five weeks, up two or three weeks, um, Yuki, had, Yuki Sonoda hadn't been performing well and there was talk about, in fact it was publicly spoken about, that he'd received an email from Helmut Marko, you know, pull your finger out or, you know, or leave the team, forget it, sort of Red Bull. Um, and appreciably he did sort of lift his game and did perform at a much higher level through the rest of it and obviously got to Formula One, which he's now in. Yeah, I mean, it's all dead right. Marco sends them here for a test. He's incredibly harsh on them, yeah. whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, and and overall, the, the way in which the series is run, I mean, Nicholas Callion and his teams appear to do a very good job from the outside. And the way in which it's structured, where you don't have to worry about the cars or the transporters, anything like that, it's all done. You get your people from one to the other, and that's... On that side, it's really good for us. I mean, there's no risk virtually. Yeah. And getting paid from drivers or accident damage, all yeah. that is taken care of by people at Toyota. Yeah, it's, yeah. I don't think it happens anywhere else in the world. No. And yeah. we're lucky to be able to run under oh, under this structure. I, I imagine that the, it, this country, because of the way in which ge the geography of the place, with, with five racetracks and there are others available as well you could use, with five tracks, it's so easily to get around, really, compared to anywhere else in the world. Yeah, the travel distance between circuits is as little as two hours. Yeah. Um, which helps. Yeah. yeah. You can't do that in Australia, for example. No, yeah. <laughs> no, no. When you're spending 70% of your budget, in fact, and just getting from one place to the next is just ridiculous. Yeah, I can understand that in Australia it would be madness, yeah, cost-wise. All right, well, Mark, thank you so much. I hope your day goes well. And with Lance Hughes, who's a man who's new to this category, that being the Castrol Toyota Formula Regional Oceana Championship. That's a mouthful, I know. It used to be TRS, but anyway. CTF, F-Rock is what it is. Lance, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. It's um, wonderful to have you here, and... You're here because um, you had a couple of young drivers who wanted to come and do this particular New Zealand Grand Prix. Yeah, well, like I said, it started with Chris about a year ago. He said he wanted to come back do the Grand Prix. We've had a bit of an unfinished Chris business. Chris Vanderdrift. Chris Vanderdrift. And then uh, Billy Fraser came along once uh, he found out we were putting a team together and he wanted to actually run side by side with Chris. Yep, okay. Now, of course, I, I met Billy back in uh, 2020 when he was in Formula Ford. And yeah. now he's been over in the States. At least a couple of years, would it be? Yeah, I believe he's been doing two years in the road to Indy, a couple, about two or three classes down for IndyCar, yep. and he's been performing really well over there. Yeah, okay. I imagine I'll, I'll get to talk to him later on, but uh, it would be a very different world in America travelling around the uh, motorsport motor business. Yeah, I was talking to his dad, obviously, over the last couple of weeks, and uh, he spent the last seven months with Billy um, touring around America oh, in a gosh. camper van. So oh, okay. he's had a good good insight of the whole field and, and obviously the greater America as well. Which In, indeed. Now, Chris Vanager, of course, is an international name nowadays as a driver. 
sports yeah. car racing is his primary job in life. Yeah. As a good number of his countrymen are as well. Yeah. I mean, he's one of a, a pack of those uh, young men, um, El Bamba and. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, well, you look abroad and just have a look at all the New Zealand drivers that are performing in uh, the upper class, you know, upper regions of uh, motor racing, and it's, it's good for New Zealand. Yeah, indeed. Now, Lance, uh, Hamilton Motorsport um, yes. comes from the city of Hamilton? Correct. Okay. And you've been preparing cars and. Uh, such for some years? Um, yeah, so we've got a few cars in the workshop at home and uh, of recent been um, running a Nis- Nismo GTR in the New Zealand Endurance Series and just recently we've got a Lamborghini Gallardo oh, okay. which we've campaigned in the later part of last year. So. Couldn't quite figure out which car I enjoy driving at this stage. It'd uh, <laughs> be a pretty tricky beast though to drive, wouldn't it? Oh, the chalk and cheese between two cars for yes. sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and you've driven, worked your way through, you've driven in and competed in uh, New Zealand V8s and Super Tourers. Yeah. So we ran, me personally, I ran a uh, New Zealand touring car, a TOX chassis, for uh, 10 years, and then we built a second car to. Um, Import some guys from Australia, so we've uh, started with. Oh, sorry, Tom being New Zealand, Tom Alexander, and then Jack Smith did a couple of seasons with us, and uh, Andre Heingartner did the last season. Yeah, okay. So we've, ma- we've managed to pick up through those guys the uh, series win, and I've placed second and third in the series over the last ten years as well. Okay, um, and open wheelers are a very different beast. To mm. touring tell, cars. Tell me it? about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there are many things about it. I mean, one of the things, the, the way Toyota and Nicholas Calliol and his team run this series, it, it, it works superbly well. I mean, yeah. the, the way in which the teams, the cars are delivered uh, is quite extraordinary. Look who just walked in. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> Chris Vanadrift. <laughs> um, just talking about um, Lance and the Hamilton Motorsport. Um, You've known each other for quite some years? Yeah, the COVID time brought us together pretty much, eh? Yeah. Well, actually, after the last Grand Prix, eh, we yeah. kind of crossed paths a little bit, and then from there I joined Lance um, for this GT3 stuff, when we got the Nissan, and we were doing the Endurance Series together. Okay, so, yeah, it was a comfortable thing that you wanted to do. Lance was telling me before that you very much wanted to do the New Zealand Grand Prix again. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Put so that on your CV, right? Yes, yes, yes. It's on still a shelf. thing on my, on my list that hasn't been completed, so, yeah, yeah okay. the chance again was good, and opportunity came up and Lance was on board so that's what we needed to make it happen. Yeah okay I mean obviously their first foray into these little open wheelers I mean not that they're little but um, and you, you're very comfortable with the, the way the team's performing and the way you've been able to come into this team. Yeah absolutely I mean that's no doubt that's hence why it's a good idea to probably get involved and in, I mean we do the GT3 racing which is a high level anyway to run the car so just to swap that over to the single-seater stuff is, is not a really problem and I've had enough experience anyway with the car so uh, as long as you get the right people it's like anything you figure it out and you just yeah. a bit of common sense and you just go forwards yeah you don't need as big a hammer no it. yeah <laughs> smaller spanners and smaller yeah. hammers yeah indeed and <laughs> uh, where do you go next what's your next race meeting after this one I don't know actually I, need to, I don't know what's next racing. yeah okay yeah. All right. Still in New Zealand, you're not. Yeah, well, yeah. You won't be heading off internationally again. Oh, I see. I'm still, I'm still looking to see. Yeah. Get back overseas again, so I'll okay. wait and see. All right. Well, wonderful. Thank you very much, and we'll catch up with you after. Yes. yes. Thank you, uh, Lance. Um, obviously, it's a, a big job to do, and uh, I hope you succeed in 
your wish of maybe joining the series on a regular basis. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Obviously, that's uh, for the powers to be to work out. Um, but hey, we've got a foot in the door. We're, um, you know, we're performing reasonably well with the guys and the cars. It's a big learning curve for sure, as uh, Chris alluded to. Um, but we've got the right guys in the team to make it happen. So hopefully, we'll uh, be invited to carry on. Well, thanks, Lance Hughes of Hamilton Motors. Thanks a lot. Gary Orton, the, uh, one of the co-owners with yep. his wife of Kiwi Motorsport. Gary, welcome back. And um, not two, not four, but six cars this year. <laughs> well, it's been five in every round, apart from the Grand Prix where Brendan's joined us. Yep. So that makes us the six. Yeah, pretty, we'll be... good, pretty you couldn't get someone good to join you, though. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, take him anyway. Well, yeah. he's like, he's our son, isn't he? Yeah, he's been yeah, with yeah, us for yeah, 10 yeah. years, so... And, and the unique experience, he's driven a 40, a 50 and a 60 FT. Yeah, I saw that the other day and I thought that was quite cool. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I had a chat to him yesterday and certainly he's enjoying being back here and having a crack to win the New Zealand Grand Prix. So yeah, no, he's going to give it his best shot. He hasn't been in a single-seater for a few years. He started to have a few aches and pains in his body yesterday that he wasn't expecting to have, but um, he'll be right. I mean, it's a long race and he's a tough little bugger, so... I think he'd be alright. I, I vividly remember talking with Kenny Smith um, uh, when he was in here in uh, whatever year it was, um, not at, at this track but at Manfield, his 50th yeah. New Zealand Grand Prix, and, and he's talking about how much they're so bloody difficult and hard to drive, you know. So yeah. you have to, you know, and I think this man drives at 5,000, how can this be any difficult, you know? Yeah. I think that they're just so compact in the cockpit, it's yeah. not, for, for some people, it's not a natural shape to be sitting in the car. And, makes it a little bit difficult. Like most New Zealanders, you compete on the world stage. Yeah. So you're here, but also at a been in America for some time. Yeah, we have our F4 and FR program in America. Um, we've been very, very lucky to have real good drivers over the years, so we've become the most successful team in America in F4. I think we've won the championship four times, so um, it's been really, really good. It's looking really strong for this year. <clears throat> we'll be running eight F4 cars. Um, one of our drivers is an Australian who, I'm not sure whether he still is, uh, but was a Ferrari Academy driver out of Melbourne, yep. um, Jesse Lacey. Uh, and we've got a couple of others who will be really quick. Uh, we've got two female drivers in our team this year, and one of them is Hannah Greenmeyer. She won the American X30 Karting Championship against all the boys, so she right. is she's the real deal. So we're pretty excited for that. And then there's the FR program that we have as well. So is that the same car as this? Uh, same specifications, but it's a Ligier chassis, so it's actually right. the same chassis as your S5000, yep. but different engine gearbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and of course, while you've been running here for all these years, you were running in your own car back in the 60s, of course, right? So, <laughs> well, but, not in the 60s, in the 80s. 80s. I'm not, no, I'm not Okay, all right, sorry, I'm um, Tell me through your progression through motorsport then, a little bit of... Yeah, well, I, I were, my father and uncle both raced very successfully with minis, so I... Their, their names? Uh, Charlie and Noel Horton. Right. Yeah, so, actually, my uncle still holds the lap record for under 1,300cc cars at Teratonga, on the old circuit, so oh, it can never wow. get broken. Yeah. And that was against likes of the Dick Lang Doc Langneys and the Jim Mullins and all the rest of it. So I was doing my apprenticeship for my father and uncle, and I bought a 
1982 bought a little Mini Cooper S from Invercargill and I started to race that. Uh-huh. And then, funny enough... Have you done a mechanical apprenticeship? Done a mechanical apprenticeship, yeah. Okay. And then 40 years later I actually bought that Mini back in Invercargill this year, so it's quite cool. And then I progressed into doing a lot of rallying, um, a lot of production car racing here in New Zealand, um, a lot of hill climbing, did the Wellington Street race two years in a row with a Nissan Pulsar GTIR in 91-92. And then I got lured over into the States by Dave McMillan, yep. and we worked on the Rolls Atlantic program. Oh, okay. And then we ran the Formula 3 program for Rolls in 2000 in America, um, and then sort of went into Indy Lights. Who, who was the importer of Rolls into? Brian Robinson. Has been the importer since day one into yeah, America. Yeah, yeah. Um, that all changed in 98 when the Atlantic Championship decided they want a one-mate series, so they opted for the Swift car. So that sort of was the end of it for Rolt, yep. really. I mean, by that time, they had not lo- they'd lost their dominance in Formula 3 because the American market was so big. Yep. And they tried to break back into that, um, and it just wasn't successful for them. I mean, we had a really good car... It just was underfunded, so that sort of all went away. So then I just started with, went to Indy Lights. Then I come back to New Zealand for a few years, set up a business here. But America was still sort of calling, and we ended up back over there again. Super V, was that on your radar? Did you get involved in that? I Super V finished just before I got there, but I've had a lot to do with Super V because I looked after a guy called Stuart Crow who ran out here in the Atlantic days with his RT40. He won the last Super V championship, and he still owns that car today. So we prepare it for him, and he does some vintage racing and things like that. Okay. In fact, he has the very first RT40 carbon fibre Atlantic car that Turinac designed, yeah. and he ran that in New Zealand two years. Still has that car today as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I've been to Laguna Seca and various other tracks there, and uh, the size of the historic uh, racing fraternity is enormous. I mean, yeah. I remember being there and talking to a guy who who builds two hundred Cosworth DFVs a year. Yeah. I was just like. It's massive. And the thing that we see in the vintage racing in America is that the classes that are getting really, really strong are those that are actually true to the era. Yes. And they've got huge growth. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, this year, the six drivers, who, can you run me through your six drivers? Yeah, so we have Lucas Ficuri, who comes from Brazil, drive for us last year in America. Uh, Jacob Abel, who runs Indy Lights in America. Uh, Josh Mason from the UK and slash the Cayman Islands. Uh, Tommy McLennan from Australia. James Penrose from New Zealand. And then Brendan Nietzsche also from New Zealand for the Grand Prix. Yeah, okay. Um, They've had mixed results. um, And it seems that way that there's no one dominating this year. No, there's not. Um, It's very close. it's, It's very close. I mean, we had... We had some early dominance by Cullum in qualifying, but he's sort of lost that edge now. Um, yeah, still, it's still anybody's championship, that's for sure. I haven't looked at the points, but I'm guessing there's less than 30 between first and third. So, yeah, yeah. And when you've got 35 for a win, like it's not yeah. locked up yet, that's for sure. 
Um, I know that uh, Nicholas Calliol was having a team meeting uh, with the owners yesterday. No revelations from that? No, no, not really. We're just sort of looking, discussing with each other where we think our market could be for next year's drivers and just coming up with ideas for trying to make the series better. Okay. Yeah. One last question. The name change. Um, I have got my head around it. Um, Toyota race series for 20-something years and then suddenly it's Castrol... Toyota uh, Formula Regional Oceana Championship. Yes, that's Got a big there. one. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all come about with because we're now actually a fully recognised FIA, FR Championship, which I think is a real good thing. It's uh, full super licence points for the winner, not half that we used to have. Um, I think that's actually going to be a bit of a game changer for us with drivers from Just Europe. getting the edge to yep. get them here. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So if you, you look at right now, our competitor is the UAE Championship where they're running 30 cars, so you've got a 1 in 30 chance of maximum points. You come to New Zealand, you've got a 1 in 20, so it makes us look quite attractive, I think. Yeah, yeah. Time I, will tell. I suppose the other thing was, I mean, known factor, one of the attractions of this category was the amount of track time you could get, practice starts, yeah. qualifying, all the things you need to do to become a young racing driver successful, but then you've got now this attraction of these super points. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, we get roughly 3,000 kilometres in the car for the series, so that's actually, that's yeah. a good amount of mileage. Yeah. Mm. And, and of course, obvious by the fact that these ones went over and did a couple of uh, Formula W races, yeah. clear demonstration that the they're strong and agile and yeah yeah no, no, they're good cars good series okay. well thank you very much Gary Orton. appreciate it thank you thank you I'm with a man who's got a rich history not only in motorsport commentary in this country but in Macau and around the world Jonathan Green welcome back to Inside Motorsport thank you it's wonderful to have you back on the show. We first met back in uh, 2020 when I did the five rounds, and you've been doing it for 12 years. Yeah, yeah. It's an amazing category, uh, an amazing series, and as you were just saying, it, it does have an enormous history. Motorsport in New Zealand, it's much closer to the surface than it is in Australia. And I know it sounds silly, but it is. Mm. Uh, just and being from England as well, uh, you know, you've grown up around motor racing and, and, and soccer. Obviously, those are the two big sports for, from, a, from a point of view, uh, for me in England anyway. Um, there are plenty of others, rugby and so on. But motorsport is so big. And yet we have our own sort of mini New Zealand in Scotland. You know, you look at the, the per capita of great Scottish races all the way back to, you know... Um, uh, any, you name it, from Coulthard to, to, to Hill to, not Graham Hill, but, you know, all the great Scots that have yep. come through. Um, and I look at New Zealand the same way, but even, even bigger. You know, everybody talks about the, the, the Denny and, you know, um, Denny and uh, Chris Bruce. Amon show. Uh, yeah. Chris Amon, Denny Hillman, uh, Bruce McLaren show. Well, I say that the current age is bigger, if not better. You only have to look at Daytona, second, third, and fourth in Daytona for Kiwis. Um, and then you come to New Zealand, and I think I've counted five winners of the Grand Prix here this weekend, from David Oxton um, to Lawson coming tomorrow, uh, Radisich, uh, Kenny Smith. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, each year, obviously, there have been an enormous number of alumni now of drivers who've come through this series. Some of them go on to greater things, some of them 
decide to leave the sport for whatever reason. But there currently is five guys or four guys in Formula One who have raced in this series. Some have done very well, um, and others have gone on to other things in other places. Already at this stage, now we're coming up, um, we're more than halfway stage of this year's series, standouts. I mean, Callum Hedge was very quick, very fast. Um, you then had um, Lewis Foster last weekend. Um, Charlie Wirtz showed himself a number of times. Um, people were standing out for you? Yes, I mean, all those that you mentioned. But I also look very carefully at the Toyota Racing Series in terms of you know, Yuki Tsunoda was a good example. Yuki Tsunoda really didn't take the world by storm here in New Zealand. Uh, but everybody knew that he was earmarked, given that he was uh, a Honda driver, had won their, their scholarship, and was on to bigger and better. And when he got to Formula One after his first season, everybody sort of wrote him off and said, nah, he's not going to make it. And I kept saying, you know, we said that in the Toyota Racing Series, and now look at him. So, you know, I often look at the guy, um, I mean, Raul Hyman, who came fourth here. When he came here, he's just won a scholarship to go to America. Um, excuse me, to go to Japan for Super Formula. He'll be taking on um, Liam Lawson yep. in Super Formula, having won in America. So you never really know. You, you can look at Lando Norris and Lance Stroll and Liam Lawson and go, OK, and Marcus Armstrong, and go, OK, yeah, those guys, they're, they're bound to be... There or thereabouts. Richard, for sure, when we look at Dutchmen like here. So it doesn't surprise me to see Sir Lauren um, Van Hopen coming up so quickly um, because that's what the Toyota Racing Series. You can't just enter this series and, and, and be an also-ran. Um, it's embarrassing. And there's nobody in the field this year who's embarrassing. There's nobody off the base. Uh, even the rookies, uh, Liam Skeets, phenomenal uh, efforts so far. With that qualifying session today, which I saw, which was fantastic. I mean, it was a constantly rotating thing down to that, you know, Know, three phase it's not the first time it's run here is it that yes that's the first time we've done it in that style yeah okay. first time we've done it formula one style yeah. yep uh, and it was a tremendous session mm. uh the eight cars covered by five tenths of a second um just tremendously tight and close uh, uh, rotating through that top three or four as well so is that as best you've seen almost it's not far off um you know we talked earlier in the weekend about how this doesn't have a standout superstar um, who who may necessarily take this championship by storm. And I think the fact that Louis Foster and Van Hoopen arriving as late as they did, and even Adam Fitzgerald, who did a great job today, you know, not doing the full series, it kind of gives you a skewed idea of, of who's really good. Obviously, straight from the get-go, Charlie Verts was fast. Callum Hedge we knew would be good, but we didn't know how coming back to single-seaters he would go. Um, but he's proving, uh, once again, that he's got the mettle of a, of a guy who's clearly on his way to follow his, his father's footsteps. Um, having already won in F4 in UAE and now, you know, there or thereabouts here. Um, so you never really know, but it is a five-week endurance. Uh, I think of someone like Josh Mason, who started off so bright. David Morales, likewise, who won, um, you know, uh, feature race at Highlands. Those two have not shone as much consistently. And I think it really is, mentally and physically, a five-week endurance. And the guys that really take to it well have a Callum Hedge feel to them or are you being laid back but able to consistently deliver or have a Charlie Verts feel to them which is almost Austrian metronomic bit like his dad approach to it which is why I think the good Germans like Lucas Auer from Austria and the good Germans that have come here and, and the guys that, 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 that really show uh, what they're about uh, are all about being consistent 
week in and week out, which, of course, if you do make it to Formula One, it's actually the game, really. Um, and so you, you can quite easily judge the Toyota Racing Series because it is that maelstrom cauldron of five weeks. And if you come out on top, then you deserve it. Yeah, yeah. I was fascinated actually listening to Louis Foster, and at the time I thought he was 24, 25. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Turns out he's 19, you sort of think, holy hell, you know, sort of. Um, and he was talking about the differences in tracks, and it's one thing that is so very obvious about going to all these tracks. And I'd been in these tracks back in the 70s when I thought I was you know, a race car mechanic, but it didn't happen. Um, and small tracks, tight tracks, uh, Hampton Downs, of course, is the exception to that rule. Um, and Manfield to a certain extent as well. Faster tracks, uh, wider open corners. But it is that dramatic difference. And as Louis talked about, how you've got to work your way around a corner. You, you know, there's no easy way through it. I think that's that's the one thing I've learned in the in the sort of 11 or so years that I've been doing this championship is the biggest uh, quality that you can have as a driver here is not being brilliantly fast. It's actually being patient. They're all fast. We've seen in the qualifying today, they're all within half a second of each other. So what makes the difference? Well, the difference is on a tight circuit, I think, is patience, is choosing when to make your move. Is choose The tyres will stay with you for, for the entire race. Uh, that's something that Hancock have developed. You're not going to get to lap 10 and your tyres are going to fall apart. That's not going to happen. And, and, I, and I've seen some of the sessions, lap 27, guys putting in their fastest lap. Um, so the point is, when do you push? How do you push? and patience not to make a dive bomb in the dipper here at Hampton, for example, and just throw it down the road. Charlie Wirtz almost did that today. Um, he definitely outbroke himself, luckily recovered, didn't touch anybody. But that's what it's all about. And, you know, I think he's learned a lesson today. Um, and so, to me, patience is the biggest thing they can learn in five weeks. It's not speed. Yeah, indeed. Well, thank you very much, Jonathan Green, for joining us again on Inside Motorsport. It's my pleasure. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.